Talking Illinois High School Football. If your goals are as high as you talk about, tonight's the night you go out and just take one more step. It's a view from the West. And it starts right now! Welcome to View from the West podcast. I'm your host, Greg Armstrong. We have a great show this week. I'll be talking to the head coach of the Rock Island Rocks, Ben Hammer, as he prepares for his week one matchup against Moline. Now, you may be wondering why this episode is coming out on a Tuesday. Well, a little programming note as we go throughout this spring season, new episodes of View from the West will be coming out on Tuesdays rather than Sundays. So join us every Tuesday for coaches' interviews, game recaps, game previews, and all of the football talk from the western side of the state. Once again, thank you so much for following along. You can find us on Twitter at ViewFromWestPod, and you can also email the show at ViewFromWestPod at gmail.com. With all that out of the way, let's jump right in. I'm joined now by the head coach of the Rock Island Rocks, Ben Hammer. Ben, thanks so much for being here and joining me. Appreciate you having me. Hey, Coach, let's talk about this is uh, your fourth season at Rock Island, entering your fourth season this spring. Um, Go back, your first season, you had four wins. Following year, you had five. Last year, you had eight wins with a playoff appearance. I should say last year being 2019, as you know. Talk about what have you done in this break, in in this layoff, to keep that momentum going? You've built every year. How do you keep that progressing with the layoff you've had in this shortened spring? Uh, just keep the kids working. I mean, you say the the shortened spring and you say the and everybody talks about the fall off and all that. Um, the kids are are thankful for the opportunity to get to play. Um, we never really stopped working. We we took advantage of every single thing that we could, whether it was 10 man workouts, one on one workouts, whatever we had to do um, to keep the guys moving. Um, another thing that was pretty lucky on our part is we have a, a pretty talented and motivated senior group. Um, and I mean, that has had success since they were a lot younger. And, and so it's been pretty easy to motivate them. Well, great. You know, kind of leads into my next question. Tell me about that senior group and tell me about the roster you got here. Give me some names to watch for. I know you're replacing Davian Wilson, who was, you know, putting up huge numbers for you the past couple years. So, you know, give me some names and give me the roster. Look, how's it look? Um, so starting with Davian, which we'll definitely miss him. Special player, very talented um, we'll have a couple guys, different guys back there, but uh, the main one will be Marion Rogers. He's kind of waited his turn, and, and you did see him some last year in our, our two-back sets. And then the other two guys that you'll see at running back are um, Xander George and uh, Rayvon Taylor, um, both very capable, talented guys, um, but they also both start on the defense. Um, our offensive line, uh, we feel like is, as long as we can stay healthy, is, is extremely veteran. Right, we didn't graduate any guys off of last year's um, offensive line, so we really look for those guys to uh, to do a nice job. Uh, Tommy Smith, Harjuri, Jacob Rauer, um, and Pharaoh Gray are all returners. Um, and then for for our fifth spot, we kind of have a battle going on, which is good and and really encourages the guys to work hard, battling back and forth. And that's uh, Terrence Russell and Jace Jace Bennett. Um, our receiver group is, is super talented. Um, we had a transfer from Rock Ridge, Cole Rusk, who's, who's a, a very high co- caliber player, huge kid. Um, Jalen Brozovich, who was injured last year, is back and, and doing a really nice job. Perry Slater, who was uh, the Argus player of the year last year, he's back. 
Uh, Marion Anderson just coming off of a successful basketball season. Kyrie will be another tight end that we'll have out there. So we'll kind of use all those guys in every different personnel package and way we can. And then, of course, both of our quarterbacks, um, Devin Swift and Eli Reese are both back. So offensively, that's kind of kind of the way that we're looking. Um, lots of firepower, uh, lots of, of big play potential. Um, and all those guys are going to have to be unselfish and share the ball and, and do what's best for the team and block and all that stuff. And that's kind of been our focus in the preseason. Um, defensively, uh, we feel like our strength is our defensive line. Um, they'll kind of be anchored by Trell Akers. He started last year. Um, as well as uh, a bunch of the offensive linemen will rotate through there. And a transfer, we actually got a military family, um, Dontrell Powers from South Korea. He's a junior, uh, does a really nice job. Uh, the, the inside linebackers, we really have four guys to play three spots. Um, Rayvon Taylor is the only returning starter there, uh, but those guys have been working hard. Uh, we've also got uh, um, Xander George, Calvin Larson, and Travis Thomas. Uh, Travis moved to Rock Island from uh, Davenport Central, um, and he's done a really nice job so far as well. All four of those guys have really worked hard to solidify our, our linebackers. Um, our dogs, or outside linebackers, we call them dogs. Uh, those will kind of be split by all the guys I talked about at receiver. We don't really have two true ones there, but, but the athleticism we have there we feel really good about. Um, then our defensive backfield, we returned Perry, who played both ways last year as a junior, um, and also senior Daryl Woodson. Um, and then the second corner spot, we'll, you'll see both uh, Marion Anderson and Jacoby B. Um, so that's kind of the quick rundown of both sides of the ball. Um, we feel like we're, we're pretty talented. Um, but we're not super deep this year. A couple injuries in specific spots could could really uh, make things difficult. So we've we've uh, done everything we can to stay healthy. Yeah, you know, you said you you know listed a lot of names there, and there's a lot of talent. You know that you guys are putting on the field. Your name comes up. A lot of coaches I talk to, you know, they say Rock Island, and I agree. Rock Island, you guys are right there. You know, it looks like you're about to, you know, leap into that top spot in the big six. What's it take to push to get there? You know, this year in the spring, but then next year when we're kind of hopefully back to normal and looking at a playoff push and being at the top of the standings there in the big six. Well, the obvious answer is to win all your games. But yeah. uh, I, I really think with our group this year and going into the fall, both, it's really that unselfish piece that we talked about, right? There's tremendous athletes on our team, big players, big linemen, right? Quarterbacks with good arms and great decision-making. Um, and it really comes down to putting the team um, before the individual. Uh, and then us as coaches not messing it up, right? Keeping things simple, <laughs> playing fast, and, and uh, making sure we take advantage of our fundamentals. All right, coach. Well, you know, you've talked about the roster and, and we're here. It's, it's game week now. So you're, you know, you're in the middle of game prep, I'm sure, and having those practices. You open at home against Moline. This season is different in a lot of ways, but how much different is it trying to prepare for a rivalry game, not only because it's in week one, but because there's been a longer layoff. So maybe that film isn't as fresh as it would be normally. And just, you never are going to start the big six season in week one, not let alone against your biggest rival, What's that been like? What's the mentality headed in here? Um, so, so we're going to leave no, no stone unturned, treat every game like it's Super Bowl, do everything we can to get prepared. Um, but it has been difficult because it's been over a year since, since we last played football and personnel looks different and coaching staffs look different. And, 
and the way that you're going to approach the season, even because of the weather and because of the um, every all the COVID protocols and how many of the younger guys are you going to dress up for special teams, knowing that every guy that you dress up, I mean, if somebody were to get a positive test, you run a higher risk. So um, there, it, it's definitely different. Um, but the old adage of the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, you know that we're going to see a physical Moline team, a well-coached Moline team, and and they're going to have good athletes as well. So, uh, so we've really uh, used the film from 2019 to to dive deep into personnel uh, and, and also their schemes because although they might come out and look different and and line up different, at the end of the day. Um, the things Coach Morrissey and their staff believe in are the things that they believe in, and I'm sure they would tell you the same thing about us. Yeah, you know, I talked to Coach Morrissey a few weeks back, and I don't know if you heard it, but I asked him who he likes to coach against, who kind of pushes him, or who's that, you know, who's that fun coach to battle against, and he said you, and he yeah. said because your kids are always well-prepared, he knows it's going to be a battle, and he said there's always a wrinkle. <laughs> there's something that's going to be thrown in there that you guys do that he didn't know about or wasn't prepared for that he's got to try to prepare for, so Talk a little bit about game planning for someone who's never been a head football coach like me or a lot of people listening. What's kind of the process when you know the opponent coming up and then take me through kind of how you prepare and what you do to get ready for a game. So uh, specifically, like since the very beginning of my career and now it's changed a lot uh, with Huddle. Huddle has kind of like monopolized uh, the way that you watch game film. Um, there's like data boxes that look like an Excel sheet. So as we watch the film, we fill those out. And then they'll give us tendencies and, and get different uh, statistical categories on our opponents. Um, and so that's really nice. Uh, so that's, that's the first thing we do to kind of get the basics. And then we dive as deep as we can into those numbers. Um, and then as the head coach, you kind of, um, or, or I kind of, I guess, uh, take some time to try and get inside the head of the guy on the other side, right? Uh, what is he thinking? What does he like to do? What players does he trust the most? What players does he not trust the most? Um, and then another thing, and, and this isn't any slate or slide on any kid, uh, we always, especially offensively, uh, try to figure out the worst tackler that the opposing team puts on the field. And that is a huge part of our game plan at the high school level that maybe isn't as big of a part um, at the next level. And, and we feel like if we make that, that player make 12 to 15 tackles a game, um, th that's going to, the law of average is really going to play out in, in our favor. And then uh, we do, we, uh, we uh, come up with one trick play every single week and, and that livens it up for our kids. Uh, people don't know when it's coming. It's usually out of one of our normal sets and our kids like practicing it and coming up with the names for it. And, and even some of the older guys will try and suggest, Hey, I saw the chiefs run this, or I saw Texas run this or, uh, and so we re we really have fun with it. Uh, it has, it did uh, me and Mike's first year in the quad city oops, uh, as head coaches, at least he was here before me. It did bite us in the butt. Once we turned the ball over on our reverse. I was just going to ask you about when you set up that trick play and you practice it and you work on it, when you get to Friday night, do you still get nervous at like, does every kid know their assignment? Do they know where they're going? When the play's called, are they ready for it? Well, take me through that mindset and mentality of trying to make sure you got all your bases covered. So uh, and the way that we install it is a little bit different than what I explained. Um, and we do try and have one very ready for every week. So we start practicing them before we use them. 
uh, because every game you're not going to use them. Sometimes you are going to use them. So we carry what we call two specials, right? And then once we use one, we replace it. And then we'll practice it for a while. And once we use that one, we'll replace it. So um, our kids have really done a nice job of being prepared. And, and like anything else, uh, sometimes teenagers – uh, don't always execute, right? And it happens. And whether it's a very, very basic play or or a complex play, uh, that's on you as a coach to decide when you want to go high risk and high reward um, for as far as play calling goes, offensive, defensively, and special teams. Yeah, good stuff. That's really interesting. Coach, like I said, you open at home, beautiful Rock Island Stadium. WQAD voted it the best football venue in the area last spring when they did their poll of people across the area. I agree. I love it there. The brick facade, the red and yellow, it just, to me, it screams football success and hometown pride. What's it mean for you to be able to walk into that place every week and call that place home? Uh, it's a special atmosphere for our, for our kids, our coaches, our whole community. It stinks that, that it won't be at full capacity with uh, fans in the fall, but, uh, but even more than, than the facility itself, which is a tremendous facility, what makes it special is how important high school athletics are both at Rock Island and in the Quad Cities. Um, we don't get uh, or we get uh, news reporters and and all sorts of media at all of our games. And, th and that's just not the way that it is everywhere. Um, so I think that that's really awesome. And to be led in by the band, kind of get your juices flowing before the game and and the cannon going off when you come out of the tunnel. Um, I think the whole atmosphere that's created is, is what makes it the most special. Yeah, that, that is a great place to see a game on a Friday night or, you know, maybe more importantly, a Saturday afternoon when, when it means you made the playoffs. So that, that's always a great venue. Coach, you were recently named to the American Football Coaches Association 35 under 35 um, coaches list for the Coaches Leadership Institute. What I found unbelievable is that you are one of only three in the nation, high school coaches, only one of three high school coaches in the nation to get the award. What does that mean to be recognized like that for, you know, across the board, across the nation, your name's in there as in on that 35. It's uh, it's always great to be uh, recognized by your peers, right. In the AFCA, the American football coaches association. So it was an awesome award, but I think um, more than myself is it reflects the programs that, I, that I'm associated with, right. First rock Island, all our coaches, all our kids, our administration, our athletic director, Michelle Lillis, our um, principal, Jeff Whitaker, um, our, our new superintendent, um, which Dr. Lawrence is tremendous as well. I think it reflects on, on all of those pieces. Um, and then also USA football and my involvement there um, and our uh, senior director of activities, uh, Aaron Ingram, and just being able to immerse yourself in, fo in football, um, both locally and nationwide is something I love. Like I don't have hobbies, a lot of people, play work on cars or play golf or or whatever I play golf every now and then but I'm awful uh, <laughs> so what I do is, is coach and and teach a little bit of social studies and that's about it so anytime I've got an opportunity that's what we do awesome I want to ask you about your involvement with USA football you referenced it there tell us a little bit about yeah. that and what you've been able to do with them so uh, USA football is the national governing body for American football um, and, and there's really a whole lot of different hats that somebody can wear, somebody can be involved in. Um, first, there is the, uh, the heads up football side, which and the player safety side, which uh, we deal with uh, sudden cardiac arrest, emergency action plans, uh, heat, heat uh, education, 
um, concussion awareness, uh, equipment fitting, uh, things like that. Uh, and then the player safety clinics, we travel to different youth organizations and, and help them um, not necessarily go after the gold standard, but with the resources they have, how can they most effectively um, run a program? Uh, I mean, we don't have all the resources in the world in our Rock Island program, but we feel like we use those resources to the best of our ability to run a, uh, a well-oiled uh, uh, feeder program. Um, so that's the player safety side of it. And then the national team side of it, we have uh, regional development camps or regionals now we call them, where uh, basically for the weekend kids come in and four practices over two days. Uh, and it also kind of serves as a tryout for our national team. And that, uh, that leads down to International Bowl, which we field teams at seven different age groups, uh, U14 through U19. Um, we play the game in Cowboy Stadium and uh, all the American teams play against the team from another country. Um, and that's a really, really fun deal to be a part of. And you get a trophy and a T-shirt. I mean, they, they really treat it like a true bowl game. Um, and so that's a really fun deal. And I've been a part of that at, at all the different age uh, groups from being a head coach to an assistant coach to kind of running behind the scenes operations. Um, it, it's, it's been really special to be a part of. Yeah. How cool is that for you and for the players to be in a game in that type of atmosphere in such a huge cavernous stadium like that for, for kids that age and for you too, it's gotta be great. Yeah. They call it the, the ninth wonder of the world. It is like a <laughs> whole functioning city on itself. We actually had two players uh, here, Marion Rogers and uh, then Tommy Smith, our offense, an offensive lineman and a running back, um, participate in International Bowl last year. Um, so so it's, a, it's a cool experience. All right, Coach, we, we talked about your play in Moline this week. Uh, earlier, uh, I think this week or last week, you uh, debuted new uniforms on Twitter. But I got to ask you about, you had Coach Morrissey's sister come in as the photographer. That is some, that is some mind games headed into a rivalry week, I tell you. It actually, and, and we, he's giving me a hard time about it. Uh, it actually isn't all, everybody has been reading into it and <laughs> social media. Uh, it was actually an idea while we were like in quarantine, quarantine shut down. Um, I can't imagine how hard it was on the kids. It was hard on us too. And, and we've got a, a little head coaches group chat and, and uh, kind of the two guys that I bounce a lot of things off of in this area. Um, there's some some guys in the rest of the state that I do as well, but is uh, Coach Welch at UT and Coach Morrissey. Um, and at one point when we were starting to get pretty nervous that we weren't going to play, um, that was something that, that Mike had talked about was doing a, a photo shoot for all the seniors in the area. And uh, we kind of ran with it and and uh, some of some of our kids saw the Moline pictures and thought they were pretty cool. And and actually, our volleyball coach saw the pictures and thought they were really cool. And so she asked me, like, could we do something like that? And I was like, shoot, I don't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> and so I uh, I asked Mike, and he said, heck yeah, uh, it, it's a cool experience for the kids. They'll like it. And and plus, I knew it on the back burner that we had those uniforms that nobody had seen yet. That's right. That's right. They look good. And uh, she takes great photos, like you said, but I'm not totally convinced there's not a little bit of mind games going into that, but uh, either way, you don't have to, you don't have to show your hand to me. So, all right. Hey, before we wrap up, we're going no huddle. I need your best on-field memory as a football player going back to your playing days. What was, what was the greatest? What was the mm -hmm. peak? I would say uh, when I was a junior at Illinois Westland, um, 
the last week of the regular season in order to win the CCIW because we all had had one loss, uh, us, North Central, and Wheaton. Um, we upset uh, Wheaton at uh, Tucci Stadium um, to, to win the conference, and that was a day that I won't ever forget. Our, uh, I was an offensive lineman, but our defensive coordinator, Mike Wagner, uh, the, the like cool new dance at the time was uh, a soldier boy dance. And he had told some of our defensive backs that he would do it on the 50 yard line if we found a way uh, to win. Cause they had a couple guys who were going to the NFL. And, and so that's a great memory. Awesome. Awesome. All right. I need the NFL or the college coach that you're going to add to your coaching staff just to be able to pick their brain week in and week out. Who do you want to, you know, have watching your film and giving you advice? Uh, that's a pretty tough one. Um, super excited about uh, our uh, our flagship program in the state of Illinois. I think that they made a tremendous hire in uh, Coach Bielema, and I'm excited to see what, what they're going to do there as well. Yeah, man, they are creating all sorts of buzz, calling high school coaches, and it's a good move. It's a needed move because that was, you know, been very well criticized over the past few years. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how uh, the local guy from Prophetstown, Illinois, can, you know, can make it work in Illinois. All right, last one. We know you have Rocky Stadium, but what's your favorite venue outside of Rock Island? When you're going somewhere else on the road, what do you like? And I'll say Western Big Six, but then if you have one that's not Big Six, too, we'll, we'll, we'll give you both. I know you've been around. So in the Big Six, I really, really like, um, and it was cold there last year, uh, but Geneseo's facility is really nice. Sol <sighs> really, oh, I'd, yeah. I'd have to go between Geneseo or Sobel. Okay. Uh, so I, I like both of those. And then going anywhere, um, you got to go uh, – you got to go where they play the state championships at, right? I suppose. Yeah, that's, that's the ultimate goal is to play on one of those fields. So, yeah, you'd, I suppose you'd want to play on one of those. Yeah. Well, Coach, that's all I got for you. Thank you so much for joining me. And, uh, man, it's, it's real. It, it's game week, and it, it's time to prepare. So uh, you going to practice in the snow today, or how's that going to work? We're definitely going to get better. We're going to get after it. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Coach. Perfect. Thank you. Once again, thank you so much for listening to View from the West podcast. That'll do it for this week's episode. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, new episodes throughout the spring season will now be coming out every Tuesday. So look for them wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week.